Welcome to Meeple to Meeple, uniting players around the world. A 30-minute exploration of PJ and Gareth's four-game experiences from across both sides of the Atlantic. Each episode, they share their thoughts and opinions on the world of board games, including their favourite themes, games, hot topics, and much, much more. Hey guys, and welcome to episode 65. 65 is a fun one where we're going to talk about, or the title is going to be, Geekway, Gateway, Getaway. How about that? I got through it. Uh, as always, I'm PJ. And I'm Gareth. And uh, we're going to talk about, um, so this weekend was Geekway Mini. Geekway to the West is a gaming convention in St. Louis, Missouri uh, in May. And that's what they call Geekway Prime. But then they do a mini, they host a mini uh, three-day convention uh just the games library play to win games 400 attendees maybe um and so that's where i was this weekend and uh gareth was home playing a lot of small games with the family so are there are there other are there geek ways to the east and geek ways to the north so and here's your history lesson the thank you the Gateway Arch in St. Louis, which is on the banks of the Mississippi River, and it's on the West Bank, was called or is still considered the Gateway to the West, right? So in the early 1800s, Lewis and Clark go on their expedition from what is at that moment now the United States, and they're going west to explore the land that was purchased by Napoleon, known as the Louisiana Purchase, and to find out what to expect and survey the land. And so they started in St. Louis, and so this arch was built as a monument that this, that the city of St. Louis is the gateway to the West or Western America. What and a question so, to ask! I, I, honestly, <laughs> you're like an encyclopedia of American history. Uh, a, you even sque- squeeze in a board game name, Lewis and Clark. I do like yeah, that board game yeah. as well. And so instead of gateway, geekway, and geekway of course their their the icon West. is the arch in St. Louis, but it's. We're all geeks, and I'm it's now the geek going to have to look up. But there we go. So there isn't one to north, south, east, and west. It's no, just just the one. Just the one. There's a there's a whole convention opportunity yep. there to make others. Yep. And so, um, three days mm-hmm. of pure gaming. No, yeah, no, so, no trade hall. No, just so brilliant. This, just like just I sitting said, down playing games. This is Geekway Mini. Yeah. Um. And it's just games. So they have a games library with over a thousand games in their collection that they allow you to check out and play yeah. for free. It is housed at the miniature market game store. Uh, okay. Yeah. I got in it. St. Louis. So you can go to miniature market anytime. Play the games, games. library. The games library is available, but then they also have, I think it's 25 or 30 titles. I don't know. I don't remember the number off the top of my head, but they have five or six multiple copies of these games, and that's their play and win. So you play the game, you check it out of the library, you you uh, you play it, you come back, check it in, and then you go up to the little station, which is a tablet, mm-hmm. and you enter your name and your badge number. Say you know you rate it from one to five stars, and whether or not you want to win a copy, it drops your name into a random drawing on Sunday to win a copy of the game. Every game you win, when you go up to the station and enter your name, the beauty is is that when Katie and I are playing a game, 
she can enter both of our names. Everyone who has a badge number that played the game with you can be entered in to win the copy of that game. So, win-win. Uh, it's a it's a really you, great concept. I, I got to say, I, I don't I don't know of the concept over here, but I don't go to conventions, but I love it, and I, I'd like to see more of it. And did you win? <laughs> we did. Yes. Wow. Yes. Never look. I don't win anything. And uh, and how many this, things did you win? More than one. No, I won a game, and Katie won a game. Ah, uh, it worked. So she won a game by Yellow called Ancient Knowledge. Okay. Uh, she really she really enjoyed that. It's a two to four player. Um, Twelve plus is the age range according to the box. It's it's really fun and it fits in our wheelhouse of the ancient world since that's what we both studied. Uh, and then keeping with that theme, I swear it's like Geekway knew who we were. I want a copy of World Wonders. Ooh, those little minis. Yeah, and so you have all these beautiful three-dimensionally wood uh, ancient wonders of the world that you're yeah. building, you know, on a My City-style grid okay. in front of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you have polyomino uh, districts and roads that you're building. And then when you meet certain conditions, you automatically get to uh, purchase one of the monuments that are in a market in front of you. And that includes the three-dimensional. Are, the, are those miniature. unique? So, like, there's only one. There's only wonder. one. There's got, only. I've seen it a few well, times. Technically, there are three great pyramids of Giza. Okay, yeah, okay. And so it's cool because that miniature, when you uh, when you get it, it's actually three wooden mi- pyramids, right? Whereas the Parthenon's the Parthenon, the Colosseum, yeah. the Roman Aqueduct, but the the pyramids are actually three, and you have to position them on your board once you've purchased them. Um, the only other one that's like that is the Great Wall of China, which comes in three sections, and you can place them on the board. Mm. Yeah, I've, I've, I've seen it a few times. I've been, ooh, that looks good. And then it's, I think, it's I think worthy. Nick Board Game Reviews got it, and I said I'd play it first, so I need to play that. Nick, you need to teach Gareth World Wonders. It's worthy. We've, we've got a date in a diary for next Games Day. Great, so, it's so worthy. Only a month away. No, it's um, it's fantastic. Um, the other highlight, I think, for the our experience is all told from Friday morning to Sunday afternoon, we played 20 unique titles. Wow. 26 individual plays. So you, and these these are not games you took. These are games you just went and all of these games, all of these games out of the library. Ex- were in the play and win or the okay. games library with the exception of two of them. Okay. So two of them two of them were actually brought by people that we played with. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's not I I end up taking a whole bag of games and then I teach people but it's it's why um, I love Geekway um because I don't have to bring anything. Hmm. You just turned up and play games. So you yes. played 20 games. So what mm-hmm. was the where, what was the highlight? The number one favorite game Ooh. that you Ooh. haven't played before? Ooh. Well, we had never played any of these games before. Okay. Okay. Let's start. So there were no repeats. Um, so we got there, and the first game that we picked up, because we'd seen a lot of hype on social media, and we're like, yeah, we really want to see what it's all about, and it's Barcelona. Okay. And it's, be- it's beautiful, isn't it? It is beautiful and it scales perfectly mm. for two. Because keep in mind, the majority of these games we all played at two players, mm-hmm. right? 
and uh, it scaled really well. And just when I thought, well, the games aren't going to get any better than this, we played Life of Amazonia. Oh my gosh! Not so many. Of that. Is that is that a new game? But it Life... is. It's a fairly fairly recent game. Um, it's so amazing. There are so many animal mini uh, uh, meeples, and they're so beautiful. It's kind of like Cascadia in that you are placing tiles in front of you and you're trying to build the largest habitats. Oh, nice. But, oh, yeah, the minis are lovely. Yeah. Um, you have one unique animal that represents you. Okay. And that animal cannot be placed on your board until you've met a certain requirement, whether that's placing trees, placing water lilies. Um, so is it like a mixture like habitats where you've... It's a little bit of, yes. A little bit of habitats. A little bit of habitats, a little bit of Cascadia, and a little bit of um, wild Serengeti. Okay. Yeah, the the minis. In terms of the the animals, yeah, it's so, so fantastic. So we. It's lovely. We we checked that game out of the play and win, and we played it twice. So we checked it out twice. That's how good it was. Um, And the second time we played it, we played it at three players. And. It didn't disappoint. Like, it just, it's so good. The uh, Board so Game good. Geek says it's one to four. Best play two. Mm, and the community yeah. say play it one to three. I guess, is there some downtime, possibly? There is some downtime. So that could a be like four. It's actually uh, three out of five. Wait as well. It's not like yeah. a, it looks like a cute family game, but it actually looks like there's a little bit of it's yes, meat behind it. It, it really does. Um, most of the games that we played were very similar to that in that they look like family games, but yeah, they had that meat, like you said, and that was pretty, pretty fantastic. Um, next up, we tried a cooperative game, and you know that Katie and I love cooperative games, and that's Tesseract. No, so, not it. Okay, so it's got like you, you've got a cube of dice. And all the dice are very colorful. You've not seen any pictures. It's been all over social media. I'm sure it's, I have. It's, it's a cooperative game. Um, the concept is that this, this Tesseract's come to Earth and we're trying oh, to... Oh, yeah. Now I've seen the box. Yeah. Okay. I'm with you. Yeah. yeah. So the problem, with, the problem with still photographs of Tesseract is it's very colorful. It's very vibrant. You can tell that it's got... You know, it's got a lot of dice. What's going on? 64 dice in total, I think, is what's in the game. It's like, but what is what is the game? I, I get it, right? But what is it? Once you play it, oh, it is so good. <laughs> get, uh, it is so good. The game, best with two. I don't know. I think a third player would have helped. We played it at two. It was great. I think a third would have been perfect. There aren't many votes, so that's a yeah, it's a loose two. It's two and so, three. So yeah. Um but we played Tesseract. Um and then we played Ancient Knowledge, the game that uh Katie yeah. won. Uh we really enjoyed that. Um and so that's our first four games. Then we met our first flop. Oh. Yeah. Uh we, we played Forbidden Jungle. Yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah. I'm Not like excited. New. New. No. Now, I've talked to some folks who absolutely love it, and they all have the same thing in common. It's their first forbidden game. Uh. So here's the deal. This is what I'm going to say. Objectively speaking, it is probably the best of the four forbiddens. Um, the fact that the aliens in the jungle 
evolve from net from egg to hatchling to uh adult the adults a- can aliens in the jungle yeah <laughs> aliens um the things that they do are really interesting and compelling the trouble is for a seasoned gamer is and i'm sure you felt this as well it's cooperative game take four actions draw threat cards take four actions draw threat cards take four actions draw so it was really it, it felt like something we had seen rinse repeat rinse repeat yeah that's what it felt like but with all that being said i think the way that the game is structured the threat is better or more compelling um so i can see why people would love it it's just that because it was the fourth in the series we were like you know yeah, so yeah, we yeah. Were done. um and then the last game of the day for us um was forest shuffle um it's gotten a lot of hype on instagram yeah, i've heard mixed views what do you think um so we started playing it and we're reading the rules and we're like i don't get it <laughs> right we're like what we're supposed to do what i mean okay so we're gonna plant trees in front of us and we're gonna do a thing okay what are we doing with these animals because it's weird the cards are split in half vertically Mm -hmm. or horizontally right so it means that when you play the animals or the the forest woodland creatures or the mushrooms or the fruit or whatever um you're gonna put half the card underneath the full tree card and after two or three turns it made sense to us what i can say is forest shuffle is delightful um it's calming uh i had no regrets um i would play it again did i hear is scoring a bit administrational is it a bit there's a lot maybe that's what i heard there's a lot of there's a lot of of admin yeah um because you've got set collection and then you've got you score your trees and then you score your top and bottom cards and then your lefts and your rights and it get and there's so many multipliers um it gets a little bulky and cumbersome mm-hmm. at the end you know but yeah so you know i'll put that in the middle it was great i enjoyed it i'm glad we played it uh we actually played that one twice cuz we did enjoy it right yeah. um there were only four games we played twice, so this was the second one. And uh, yeah, it was it was good. Um, do, was it up to the hype? Hmm, I don't know. I walked away feeling really good, and we played it a second time later. Um, like I said, it was really calm and pleasant. Um, I mean, out of your list, I mean, Barcelona, I've got, and it's it's beautiful. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it does play very nicely. I am intrigued by Life of Amazonia. That was yeah. not on my radar, and now it is on my radar. It was not on my radar either, and I was really hoping to win that. We didn't, but that's mm. okay. Because in the box art, it's just a, I think it's a parrot. Oh, I don't, I don't yeah. know. Ooh, that looks good. Looks right. like a, a kid's game. But now I've looked, read through the board game geek page. I'm like, mm, this is so good. When you trigger the end game, um, you get five points. You get a five point bonus, and you get this marker. That's a beautiful wooden piece. It's some sort of exotic flower that grows in the Amazon. Right. And it's good. But, I mean, so even down to that 
bonus token was beautifully designed. Yeah. Um, so that was just fantastic. So that was our first day. Uh, we got together with um, Jonathan and his wife, Megan. Jonathan, of course, is part of the trio of Reengineer the Game. Uh, they're a group of three in St. Louis, group of three gamers. And um, so we met up with Jonathan. If you recall, I met Jonathan at Geekway last year with him and his wife playing Flamecraft. I remember saying, you remember, yeah, yeah. You remember yeah, that yeah, story? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, now this year we organized, we were like, Jonathan, you're going to be there. He's like, of course I'm going to be there. It's like, well, we got to get together. And we, you know, and we did. And so, um, we got to have dinner and then, um, the next day was Saturday and we start off, we started the day off with dwellings of Eldervale. Brilliant. That was something someone brought. One of Jonathan's yeah, friends brought it's it. Good game. Um, it did you is. enjoy it? Yes. Katie and I both did. I demoed it at origins in 2019 okay and the only thing i remembered was that there was an alligator i didn't realize oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, it's, the yeah, alligator's yeah. a monster that's it's a monster not, yeah yeah because yeah. <laughs> jonathan's like what do you want to play and i'm like i don't really care what color i play just let me be the alligator and yeah, he's like no, no, there's no, no alligator that's, that's the boss <laughs> well i didn't know that <laughs> i do now um it brought out a little i don't know i'm playing that game and all it it brought out my it brought up my heritage a little bit, which it probably shouldn't have, but it's like, so you're building dwellings, right? And I build the first dwelling and then uh, some of the players start exploring and laying tiles and they're like, I don't know what to do. And I'm like, well, why don't you come visit me? Come to my house. I got a <laughs> dwelling. You know, I, it just, it came out of me. I was like, I got to build dwellings and camp out on these little rivers. And um, that was a fun game. I really it's enjoyed fun. it. Yeah, it's fun. I can I mean, see it's a game that so it doesn't hit the table. I mean, yeah. yeah. I can see it here. The box is so big. It takes but it, when so it, when much we do table. play it, I do. It is a table hog, but it, I do mm-hmm. enjoy. Which I need to get that back to the table. You do, yeah, I do. Maybe Cajun Kong. Maybe Cajun Kong. Maybe six six of April. Six of April. Six of April. April six. Yes. Saturday. If you're listening and you Saturday. haven't let me know, message me on Instagram. Board game people. Yes. yes. So that's oh, a possibility. That's supposed that. That's not a bad shout. That could be a good one. Yeah, good choice. Okay, so, what else? So then we went back to the play and win. Everything was play and win for the most part. We played Art Society. Oh, uh, that. Oh, I was hoping. I was hoping for that for Christmas, but it had sold out because it's. Mm. Well, I think it's very tight. How was it? That was incredible. Looks lovely. Uh, you just you know you're purchasing artwork and you're hanging them on your wall. And the yeah. wall has texture. Yeah, yeah, uh, amazing. Because it's like the little, the tack holes for where you would hang your artwork on the wall, and it's like a museum. So you've got an eye line. So your final scoring is the pictures that are in the eye line on the wall on your player board, which is oh, art society. I can't say enough. That was beautiful. That was really good. Now, after that, we played Match of the Century. Do I know that? I don't know that you do. It is a two-player game. It's about the uh, match between uh, Fisher, the chess match between Fisher and um, Sasuke. No, this has... I don't... You're not playing chess, but you're kind of playing chess. It's It's got a thick historical uh context mm-hmm. catalog at the beginning um 
it's very much informed by the history of the match they played. But um, it fell a little flat for us. It it didn't appeal to our type of gameplay. But I mean, we love two player games. But it yeah, was like I mean, it, it looks intriguing. I don't. Th- I think I'd skip over it. It was really clear what the designer was trying to do, and the designer did it. The gameplay just didn't. Um, it just didn't hit us. So. What, what, what's what's mechanics? Is it a card game it's, or? So you do. You have a deck of cards. You draw three cards, four cards. So you're not playing chess. You've got. You do have uh, chess pieces. You have pawns. There's a king. And I play the card. It it, it feels like um, land, air, and sea where I'm going to play a card with a number on it. Yep. And you're going to play a card with a number on it. Highest number wins. Whoever the loser, whoever's the loser will activate the ability printed on their card. So sometimes you want to lose because mm. the ability is good. But if you lose, then you lose your influence. There's an influence track off on the side. I say influence. It's something else. Uh, advantage. Advantage. Because it's a chess match. Um, it was fine. It was fine. It was not for us, but it was definitely fine. I'm glad we played it. So, match of the century. And then we played Mycelia. Oh, man. This is this is Mycelia that's not the Mycelia that was on Kickstarter. This has gone straight to retail from a different publisher, also I called believe. Mycelia. Oh, is there two Mycelias? Yeah. Well, this one was cute. You're like playing little mushroom peoples. Uh, you're moving raindrop tokens on your game mat you're trying to get them into the portal but it keeps raining so you get some back each so so many rounds as soon as you the game ends when all your board is clear that's really what you're trying to do but you're trying to use your cards to move your raindrops into the portal right and sometimes that's one space at a time and some cards give you leaves leaves is the currency of the game yeah so pretty simple Keep. Uh, we played it twice it was good Ooh. um so that was good then we played books of time uh, uh, another board and dice game this game is the design is so good this is the one so you can't, you're making a book with with leaves is that i've not played this one you yeah so you have like You've got like a little, a little pedest- folder. There, well, there's a pedestal with yeah. a chronicle that opens up. That's it. Yeah, yeah. And that 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 governs the 15 rounds of the game. Meanwhile, we each have three little books that have two rings. It's not a three-ring binder, but two rings that you can open. And you're adding pages to it. So you're writing chronicles on technology, history and geography. I think it is. But anyway, see, and you're trying to get the cards, you're trying to get the pages in a certain uh, order. When you open the book, they're revealed in a certain order so that you can get your objectives uh, for endgame scoring. The design was just so good. So good. You know, it was, it was a lot of fun to play. Um, I always, really, I always see really, it. I think it, it does look beautiful. It's, uh, it's really good. Again, we played that at two players. So... So then uh, we had the luxury of Laura and her husband, Ryan. This is uh, obsessed with board games on Instagram and her husband, Mr. Obsessed with board games on Instagram. They live just outside of St. Louis in a suburb. 
and they drove down to the hotel and we sat at a table and they brought a couple of games of which we played a few and that was Wandering Towers by Capstone Games. Heard so much about this. Katie had read about it. She wanted to play it. We were going to try to buy it at the Capstone Games store in Cincinnati. I'm saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they were sold out. So you have a collection of wizards, these wooden meeples, in this big circle, and you've got these little tower segments. And you play cards, and those cards will either move your wizards. You're trying to get them into the keep, which is this one black tower. Right. And you 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 physically you have to land directly on it. You can't, you know, you can't play if your card says move two. You have to move and two. You have to move two. Yeah, yeah. And it and it has to be exact in the keep. You actually put it inside the keep, which is cool. Hmm. Or you can move the towers. And the towers can go on top of other wizards. Um, oh my God. So you're moving tower pieces or you're moving your pieces. The problem is it hides your opponent's pieces. So sometimes you got to remember where your pieces are, but you can take the, like, so if there's like seven segments of a tower stacked up, whatever segment you move, all the ones above it move too. So that means even though you've been, you're on segment three, if I move the whole thing and then you forget where you were. So you've got, it's a little bit of memory as well. Yeah. I was just reading it. it it's yeah. It makes your memory, memory game, but it's, just play up to six, which looks good. It does. And it's quite light. So quite a good party yeah. game. Not party game, but, you know, no, larger group, large group yep. game. It was fun. We played it at four. I think it would just be chaotic at six. Um, if anyone's coming to Cajun Con, that would be a good game to bring. Because mm. six players, I think this would be a lot of fun. We'd be moving the towers and trying to remember where all our dudes are. Um, it like scales. It nice. scales well to... Um, like two players, you play two colors that have more meeples, and then four players, the meepled number diminishes, right? So, so that was fun. And then they brought three sisters, the roll and write, uh, the classic. famous, which Katie and I never played. It had been on our list forever, so Haven't we got you? to play them. Oh yeah. yeah, it's good. Oh, I love that game. Um, it, it was fantastic. We really enjoyed that. Um, it's also in Geekway's games library. Okay. So the next day, because we played Three Sisters and enjoyed it with Laura and her husband, we checked it out of the games library. So that's another game we played twice. Twice. Was Three Sisters. Um, so we really, really enjoyed that. And then right at the end of the night, the, so the weather was terrible. Uh, and I apologize that the temperatures I'm about to relay to you are in Fahrenheit, not Celsius. Um. So Friday, it started at 40 degrees Fahrenheit, but by the end of the night, it was 12 degrees. It was minus 12 degrees Fahrenheit, um, which is probably going to be more negative in Celsius. And then it stayed in the negative below zero. In fact, the temperature today is below zero right now where I am talking to you. Was it minus 14? Sounds good. Sure. Yeah. What did you say it was? Minus... It was minus four. I think the lows got to minus That's like minus twenty Celsius. Yeah, Celsius. yeah. yeah. So it was cold. That's quite chilly. It's like, so, it's like minus one today. So, and there was a little bit of snow, and so um, so Laura and her husband left because they were concerned about the weather and everything. So we went into the games library. We checked out Herbaceous, and we played that. Nice. That's a that's a pencil. Uh, it is. What's, what's the publisher for that? Oh, oh dear! A, they, they do a whole series of games. 
They which did. We, which we adore. They're really great because you're just planting herbs in pots and planters, and it's really delightful. And that's a theme that Katie and I really like. And you and I did a whole episode on gardening and, you know, uh, planting things and, man. Pencil first games. Pencil first. Yes. And they've, that's oh, it. yeah, because they've got herbaceous, and then there's. Floriferous. Uh, Floriferous, and there's Sunset Over Water. You played that one? Oh, not Ooh, yet. Oh, that's good. Mm. It's delicious. Herbaceous, herbaceous so browns. Good. That's good. Such, yeah, such a great, lovely that's game. A great, it's a great theme. Very really relaxing. Enjoy that. Yeah, which was great for the end of the night um, for us. So, And then our final day, we're at the final stretch now, folks. <laughs> you got to say, I mean, my shopping list has grown, so any, any of our right? listeners, I, I apologize because I'm shopping. As we speak, so um, this has been—it's been a very enjoyable uh, set of yeah games. How many more we got to go? Fifty-five. Uh, we have, yeah, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, believe it or not, we have six. Okay, there's six more to go. Uh, so we started off Sunday with World Wonders, the one I talked about before. Yeah, this, is the, yeah. this is the game that I won. Um, I fell in love with that game, and I'm so glad I, I won that because we really enjoyed that. Um, and then we went and we played draft and write records draft yep no not any good no any nah. good. oh dear nah. right. it's it's the trying to down from pj yeah it was just trying to do too many things um yeah I'm draft just, you know, and write yeah i mean it, it's a flip and write is what it is you, uh, draft you, and write records i mean oh. you do draft you you get a you have a you have a set of five cards in your hand you choose one to play and then we show them simultaneously and we take that action on our mat in front of us. Or, mm. And then we pass them. So we draft the deck, right? So that's why it's draft and write. But, and you're trying to create a band of musicians and um, you're trying to pump them up yeah. on social media. And uh, it's just, yeah, you know, yeah. It, it was it was a lot going on. Three Sisters was just executed better, in my opinion, but that's okay. Uh, next, we played Fit to Print, which a lot of people have been talking about. Yeah, they um, have. We were a little nervous. Uh, we are not fans of Galaxy Trucker. So a big pile of tiles in front of you where you can only touch them with one hand and flip them over and decide to put them, you know, on your spaceship. And Dude, I love that Trucker. Chaos. I love and that we hate, again. We, Yeah, I've got other friends who hate... Uh, one that I think Gareth in the sound of the group doesn't doesn't like it, but I quite like that chaos. Mm-mm. Cannot stand that. However, fit the print. You're doing the same thing. Yeah, but then you put them on your desk, which is a three dimensional cardboard desk, and then you put them on your your, your layout for your newspaper. Yeah. Um, and it works. Good. I liked it better. I liked yeah. it better. Um, we played it. and We were like, we were happy. We played it. We don't know that it's worth the hype. But we certainly enjoyed it and would would gladly accept it into you play our a game, collection. Would you add it? Would you add it to your collection? We would, yeah. Okay. It's a, it would hit the table. Um, okay. Our group would enjoy that. Um, I think it's executed better than Galaxy Trucker. Yeah, I think okay. is the problem. But Galaxy Trucker must be ten plus years old now, isn't it? As well, it is. It is. I know, I know yeah. it had a it had a bit of a second edition, but it's yep. still old. Oh um, man. Well, then we played First in Flight afterwards. Um, this game was fantastic. Ooh. Oh, wow. First it was so in good. Flight. Yep. 
So you play a famous pilot in the early days of air travel. Like we're talking about the Wright brothers, right? Um, Ooh, I love the art already. It's great. So you have a flight deck of cards and they include flaws and basic air problems and glides and whatever. And so you flip them over and they have a distance number in the corner that lets them know the distance that you've flown. Right. And so you're trying to get, you're trying to get to 40, you get to 40 points, the game ends, you're done. You play over a course of four rounds or years. And so you, you take, you take flight actions as you move your meeple or your pilot around the rondelle of actions. Um, there's asymmetry because whoever your pilot is, and these are all historically accurate individuals. Yeah. Um, and so, um, you get benefits. And then when you get to 15, if you could travel 15, you flip it over because you're famous. You've, you've managed to fly a plane, a certain, you know, yeah, whatever the distance. Off, off the ground. Off the, right, off right. The so you become famous, which makes your person stronger, your asymmetrical power stronger. Um, and so it's that, it's that push your luck. Do you keep flipping cards to try to get further and further? Uh, you've got basic problems and flaws, and they have like little explosion symbols on them. If you get four of them, that means you crashed, you know. Um, so that's unfortunate. Yeah. At the end of each year, there's whoever went the furthest gets seven gold, the Michelin Cup, uh, f- four gold, three gold, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Um, there is a third player ghost player in, in a two-player game. But okay. all it is is it's just his pilot. He moves around the board too, just like Takedo. Whoever's in last place gets to go first. Get next, yeah, okay. And he has a he has a token, and he just blocks spaces. That's really all he does. So it's very low admin. Low admin, yes. Yeah, what you want, yep. low admin. And then we we ended the day with another game of Three Sisters because it was so good, and we played. I'm, I'm probably going to say this wrong. Aten or Aton. A-T-O-N. It is, an, it is a very old game by Queen Games. It's a two-player game where you're striving to gain power in ancient Thebes in Egypt. 2005. Yeah. Uh, it was in their games library, and it was a, it's a two-player. And, it, I mean, it is, it is the standard two-player back and forth. We're, we've got four temples in front of us, and I we're think trying to I had play. A copy certain... of this one sent to me like as a freebie from, yeah, like it might have been a Kickstarter, and this was added in to backers. Um, but it came it's... with, I think it came with like missing tokens. I've never oh, played it. No, and I asked for them, they couldn't find any. It is. Um, how was it's, it? It's good. Oh, uh, it, it really. <laughs> it is. Um, it it fits in our wheelhouse of two player games that we really enjoy. Um, there's not a lot to say about it, right? It came out in 2005. It's exactly what you, it's what you expect from queen games. Uh, it was nothing flashy. It was nothing crazy. It was just putting tokens on the board. And then our last game of the weekend was Brussels 1893. Oh yeah. 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 That's a solid, it's the new reprint deluxe version with like the gold foil and beautiful worker placement we only got to what i call demo it we ran out of time at the end of the day before they started you know, like you need to bring all the book games back to oh, check yeah. them back Tidy up. um so we got to we got to set it up and play around um it's very interesting 
I would love to get that. I would love to get that in our it collection. It is lovely. It's a really chunky, mid to heavyweight worker placement game that that really appeals to my wife and I. And uh, so, so there you are. What's your What's your top three? Top three was um, Life of Amazonia, and this is in no order. Yeah, Life of Amazonia, um, World Wonders, and First in Flight. Hmm. That might change tomorrow, but <laughs> yeah, I've got to say, Wandering Towers looks like fun. That does look like a good game to have for larger groups. I'm looking mm-hmm. for group games. I look, yeah, yeah, group games that play quick. Group games, yes, quick group games for Cajun Con. That is the key. That's the key. You were busy. I'm impressed. Yeah. 20, yeah, 20 games, twenty six plays. Yes, what's, sir. The next, what's the next convention you've got? Is that Cajun Con? Have you got anything else lined up? No, actually, um, I'm going to be going to Nashville or just outside of Nashville, Tennessee, for Tennessee Game Days, where um, Adam from Tabletop Vibes will be driving down. He's going to pick me up, and oh, then cool. we're going to drive together to Tennessee. Uh, it's a four-day event. I think it's going to be similar to this. Um, I don't know a lot about it, but I know that we're going to see um, Ameritrash talk Random Meeple, TJ Plays, awesome. um, Tabletop world, Worldwide. Uh, they're all going to be there. Um, it's going to be good to see them again. I've not actually met May and Josh before uh, Ameritrash Talk. I have not met them. So I'm looking forward to finally meeting them. Everyone else I have so far. So we've got that up in the, that's up on the, in the pocket. And then like a month and a month and a half later, I'll be in England. Boom. Con. Yes, sir. Not long to go. So, um, in 30 seconds, I'll tell you what I played this weekend. Tell me what you played this... Right. I didn't mean for this to be all about me, folks, but... PJ, it's always <laughs> about you. I mean, that's that's how it rolls. So, um, in my 30 seconds of this very short episode we got left, uh, I play lots of small games, which I guess is quite fitting for the 30 seconds I've got. Uh, <laughs> so, um, we played French Quarter. Oh, man. I can't wait for my which, copy. Um, which arrived on Saturday and was straight on table on Sunday, which is the fourth, is that the fourth game in the series? So there was Fleet, the dice game, the Fleet, yeah, dice game. Then there was Motor City. No, there was Three Sisters, then Motor City, and now French Quarter. So roll and write game. Um, only played it once. Uh, I really enjoyed it, but I wish I'd read, I wish I'd read the scoring mechanic. <laughs> Before I got to end the game, because uh, Mrs. Borgame Meeple whooped me. Uh, <laughs> she had also not read the, the scoring mechanics, um, but man, there's combos. So it's combo-tastic. So, so just like all the others, you know, oh, I've done this. Oh, trigger this. Oh, I've got a bonus. Oh, I've got this. Yeah. I've got a star. Oh, five, you know, five actions later, I'm filling in X's all over the board. I feel like you actually went to the French Quarter in New Orleans. That's exactly. I was on. I mean, you're traveling by cabs and carriages and yep. taxis and steamboats and something I've forgotten. And the beauty about New Orleans is you really need a local to help you navigate, and you didn't have a local with you. So... I did a local because, like, so you I, see, like the rule book is thing about second lines, and I was like, "What is a second line?" And I had to go right back to the very first page and a little bit of you know intro that you always skip over. You're in the rules. They explained about the second line, which is like yep. a, a, like a, a party that moves along the. It is a. It is. You'll a... explain it better than me. 
I will. So second lines are predominantly funeral processions right, okay. um, in New Orleans, and there's like a jazz band. That's, and so yeah, the, yeah. The, the, the family and the, the mourners and the pastor is the first line. Right. And second line is just everyone else can join and join the procession. And it's, you know, it, so you could be in New Orleans, and all of a sudden there's a second line walking by. Yeah, you get You points. can join them. Yeah, you can yeah. join them. Okay. Yeah. But without that context, I was like, I don't know what right. it is. But, but so we played that. And then um, over the last, like, I don't know, four or five weeks, we've had loads of button shy game, wallet games arrive. Oh, okay. So um, we played some of the two player ones, a game called Making Manhattan, which was, you know, mo- most of these games are 18 card games. So uh, that was, um, you start with Central Park, uh, which has got unique scoring conditions, and then you draft six more cards to your table so eight cards in total game finished nice excellent so it sounds like this is something i need for the airplane ride to england uh, so somebody messaged me and asked me whether it was good for planes and i said yes okay for trays so uh making manhattan was good then we played a game called forest sky but we played that game twice Ooh. which was um again drafting and you're trying to get uh three cards in your hands and there's two sets of three cards on the table to basically hit scoring mechanics on your cards but utilizing what other people have dropped, like thrown away so you've got lots of birds flying around um i thought it was very unique i couldn't cool. think of anything else i played like it but again was fun um i'm going to destroy this pronunciation kintsugi k-i-n-t-s-u-g-i uh based kintsugi. on kintsugi based on pottery um that are all broken and then oh. you Use gold to gold make them to make to rec- them so you're and it makes laying, them stronger. Laying yeah. cards down to basically make beauty out of what is broken. You have your own color that mm-hmm. no one knows, but you can't make it too obvious because if people guess your color, they take your score off their score. Low score wins. Um, that was very good. And then uh, we played another round of Tickets to Ride Legacy. No spoilers, but. Still very, very much enjoying that one. How many games do you have left? Uh, three. So we're going to try and... Oh, it won't be tonight. be tomorrow night. So we had a bit of a gap because of back to work. But um, it's, uh, it's, it's good. It's, wor- it's worthy. Yeah, it's it really is good. really worthy. Uh, I'm definitely glad that uh, somebody sent me that copy. And then um, back in 2002 at the Board Games Expo, in the UK, I played a game called Isla, I-S-L-A, which is like a family roll and write. We so, love those. Um, had a lot of fun. It's on Kickstarter next month. So I've got to set a preview copy just to play a game. Um, just, yeah, just fun. Roll dice, move around, um, trying to fill the island and escape it. But if you try to escape too quickly, every tile is negative points. Uh, you got threat cards. Yeah, just a standard family-oriented roll and write. Good, for, good for the kids. And that's it. That was I my small games weekend. So slightly more than thirty seconds. I think I took five no, minutes, but that's it's fine. It's, it's fine. Right, I've got a list of the games. I have circled Wandering Towers and Life of Amazonia um, to see yes. what I can find in the UK. Not that I'm allowed to buy any games because currently I am on a buying ban. An alcohol mm. ban and generally trying mm. to keep myself fit and healthy for dry January, including board game purchases. Good for you. So far, I've done I've done quite well. Good for you. I've bought any. 
So good for um, you. So I think there's one last segment. So we've recently gotten some feedback that um, the disappointing part of our episodes is that they're not about our dear friend Nick Board Game Review UK. <laughs> Never heard of him. Yeah. yeah. Like we we need to make episodes about him. Uh he will be joining us, right? This is pretty soon we'll be yeah. having well, him on. Episode sixty nine would be the episode that Nick has claimed is his sure. own. There you go. So, so uh Meeple to Meeple Takeover with yes. Nick Board Game Review UK. It might be a not safe work episode. It it might not be. So Nick, if you're listening, um this last fifteen, thirty seconds are all about you and episode sixty nine will be all about you as well, sir. He's got his equipment and uh he's ready he's ready to go. So um we'll give him some uh tuition on his equipment and we'll we'll be we'll be ready for episode sixty nine. Well that is our Geekway Gateway Getaway for the weekend. Three G's. Oh. Thank yeah. you, PJ, for sharing your awesome trip. Well done on the games plane. And thank you, everyone, for listening as ever. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Please subscribe. And as always, we'd love to hear your thoughts and ideas. So make sure to leave those in the comments. And don't forget, you can also chat with us both on Instagram, at meeple to meeple. <laughs>